Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates during events like General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us on this journey as we learn what it means to be Free Methodist in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. Welcome back to all our longtime listeners, uh, August 6, 2018, and we want to welcome any new listeners as well. This past week, uh, I had the the honor, I guess I should say, of uh, hearing from headquarters, and I, you know, I'd actually I'd actually heard from from some pastors um, about the bishops retiring, and I thought, you know, this would be something. This is a pretty big news story, and this is something that needs to be shared on the podcast. And I thought it would be good to share with the people, but I, I don't know, you know, the way that I had heard about it through some of the pastors was just kind of a, hey, did you hear this? And I, I thought I, don't, I haven't seen any big announcements yet, so you know, I. I wasn't sure if I should say anything. So I contacted headquarters. I kind of said, you know, hey, is it okay to kind of publicly announce this? And they said, oh, let's check into it. Let's see. And then they got back to me and said, you know what? People are already talking about it. It's starting to get out there. So why don't we just, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and publicly announce this? Why don't you just let people know uh, that the bishops will be, um, will be not seeking, will not be seeking, uh, sorry, uh, not be seeking re-election at General Conference 2019. And so I, uh, again, I say I had the honor of being able, being the one to kind of break that news to many people um, in a special update last week. Um, when I did that, I, it's it was the show exploded. I mean, it was more downloads in one day than we've ever had before. We had over 250 uh, downloads on that special um, on that special update, not to mention all of the downloads on Phyllis Sorter's episode from last week. If you haven't had the chance to listen to Phyllis's story, I, I would tell you, you know, stop listening to this one for a moment. You know, go back, listen to that one. Um, I guess they don't have to build on each other, but it's just so exciting to hear what Phyllis said. Um, and uh, I, I certainly encourage you to go back and listen to that one. Um, as soon as you can. But uh, today, uh, whether you're an old listener or a, or a new listener, um, I wanted to encourage you in a couple different ways that you could really help with the show. And then we're going to just jump into our interview for today. We have um, um, some group of people that I'm excited to, to share with you. Um, but uh, there's a few things. If you listen to the show on iTunes, on an iPhone or something, through the podcast app, I would ask that you would rate the show and leave a review. Um, please do that. That just helps other people to find the show. Uh, the more ratings that it has, kind of the more it will come up in the um, in the uh, the results for people who are searching for it. Um, it will be recommended to more people. Um, and of course, if you have reviews on there that that say hopefully good things about the show, um, I mean, I don't want you to make anything up, but you know, be truthful. But hopefully, there's good things to say. Um, if you're willing to leave a review there, it takes a few days to post, um, but uh, it will really help us. And I know there's three or four people that have already done that in the past. That would be great to rate the show on iTunes. Um, you can also share the show with your friends. Tell them about it. Um, 
Um, if you're in a, in a church, um, you can tell people about the podcast. Obviously, it's free, so it doesn't cost anybody anything. It's nice uh, to just be able to say, hey, there's this free resource, uh, you know, to hear more about Phyllis Sorter's story or something. Hey, go download this free podcast, you know. And, and there's so many other different great people that, uh, that I want to share with the world um, that I, I wish every single episode had the kind of downloads that we saw on the Bishop's Retiring um, update, and, and that's an important piece, and I'm, I, I, I'm glad that so many people downloaded it, but I, I want to see as many downloads on Phyllis Sorter's story, and I want to see as many downloads on today's story where we're going to talk to uh, a few retired individuals um, and some people in Washington uh, um, at this uh, you know, Free Methodist retirement community. It's, a, it's just amazing. So there's so many more amazing things um, that I want to share with a bigger audience. So if you could share the show with your friends, that would be amazing too. Um, and then one way, if, if you've been listening for a while or, you, or you're newer and you say, I really would like to support um, this, this venture, there is one way that you can support us financially. And it's not something that we ask on an ongoing basis. I don't say, hey, send me some money if you like the show, you know, anything like that. <laughs> but um, on that idea of raising awareness, of letting more people know about what's available through this podcast, I mean, we have uh, 70-some episodes now, I believe it is. Um, I'm double-checking because I, I lose track sometimes. Actually, I'm sorry, we have, I, I got a little ahead of myself, I guess. We have 67 episodes. This will be episode set, uh, 68. So over 68 episodes um, because with some of those mini updates and things. Um, but almost every single one of them, I mean, I would say, you know, 80% or more are interviews with different people that are so important. And so um, I want to share this with the greater audience. And I thought, what a great opportunity, General Conference coming up next year, to be able to share the podcast with the greater audience. But, you know, I'm just one guy doing this. I, I have my, my microphone plugged into um, the my, my iPad. And, you know, I don't get paid by the denomination or, or anything like that. If you've seen anything for the show, you'll see that it says the officially unofficial source for all things free Methodist because I just started this. I'm just a pastor in Youngstown. I didn't do anything, um, you know, special to, to you know, go through all these channels or anything, you know, to get this published. I, I just picked up a microphone and started recording. Um, so all that being said, General Conference is coming up next year um, in the summer, and I would love to have a booth there where we could set up a booth to let people know about the FMC radio show. There are going to be a bunch of other booths there, you know, from Light and Life magazine to local pastors that, that are selling books, perhaps, or those types of things in a big convention center there amongst all sorts of people. It'd be great to get the word out. Uh, for the cheapest booth, um, it's $500. And I, I was asking if people would be willing to pledge money towards that $500. I've had one pledge of $100. And I don't ask you to send in the money until it's all pledged. So um, until we would hit that $500, uh, the guy for for example, that pledged 100, I, I just told him, all right, hey, thanks for your pledge, and I'll contact you if we meet um, that 500. So if you're willing to pledge, I mean, anything, you don't have to pledge 100. If you can even pledge a little bit, um, I will I will write your name down, your contact info. Um, you can uh, uh, send me an email, josh at befreemc.org, or you can call me. It would be even easier just to give me a call. 
234-759-9042. Again, that's 234-759-9042. And you can say, hey, I'm willing to give, say, $25. And I'll write down your name. And if we hit 500, I will then call you and tell you how to send the money in to pay for um, that, that thing. Otherwise, if we don't meet it, you'll never have to give a dollar. You'll never have to give any money whatsoever. Um, and uh, so if, if just 16 people who are listening today, 16 couples, 16 individuals, gave $25, um, we would be able to have a booth at General Conference. It would be so cool, um, especially even just to meet up with some of you to say, hey, meet me at the booth um, instead of let's meet up at some random spot, you know, trying to work that out. But I, I would love um, to have a presence there, and I can only do it with your help. I, I won't be able to afford it alone. So, um, again, just reaching out in that way. And if you can't, that's fine. This is a free podcast. It's great for you to be able to listen to it um, if, if that's what you can do as well, just to be able to share in that knowledge. So, um all that being said, I, I want to jump in now to our interview with the with the four. We have four people coming on, four individuals um, that that uh, will be with me when we come back. Today we get the chance to uh, talk to uh, a group of people. I shouldn't say one individual, but we have uh, four individuals with us on the line. And if you have had the chance yet to check out um, this month, August's uh, edition of Light and Life, you may have read a little bit about the Warm Beach community. And uh, we have a few people on the line today. And, and Gary, I want to thank you for uh, gathering some people together and coming on to talk to us today. Oh, you bet, Josh. Thanks for having us. And I know um, before we started recording, you were just telling me, but if you could tell us again, um, actually maybe each person kind of introduce yourself who's there. As I said, there's four people, so everybody introduce yourself and just kind of um, what your connection to Warm Beach is. Okay, well, I'll start. My name is Gary Dewhurst, and I'm the executive director at Warm Beach Senior Community, and uh, never worked or had an opportunity to be with a group of people that I love more than what I'm doing now. That's great. This is Bud McDole. Um, I had the privilege of uh, working with you on an episode in the recent past regarding the Light and Life Hour. Yeah. I'm a resident here at uh, Warm Beach Seniors Community. I've lived here about eight years. I've been involved in a number of volunteer programs. Great. My name is Kitty McGee. We are, my husband and I, are residents here at Warm Beach Senior Community. We've been here for over six years. Our connection is living here, but we have family connections, friend connections, back through Seattle Pacific College and the Free Methodist Church and the Free Methodist Mission. And it's a privilege to be able to just share with you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. And my name is Sheila Bartlett. I am the Community Relations Director here 
and I have um, worked here about 14 years and absolutely love my job. I have the privilege of working with people just like Kitty and Bud <laughs> and Gary. That's great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I, I think um, a good place for anything to start is kind of go back to the, the beginning. And I know uh, it, it would be it would be good if anybody can give us just a little bit um, uh, of the history of, of this. Um, and we know this is in Washington, but tell us a little bit about um, the location, about uh, what started this, this senior community and uh, the beginnings of this. Um, Josh, this is Sheila. I'd be happy to, to share a little bit about our history. Um, back in um, about the 19, early 60s, um, a group of people, uh, pastors, missionaries, folks from the um, Northwest Conference, uh, decided that the area that we're currently in, which is 90 acres um, in Stanwood, Washington, was a great place for retired pastors, missionaries, and Christian educators to retire. So they accumulated 90 acres and obtained a HUD loan, um, which was a 50-year loan, and built 42 apartments specifically for those retired pastors and missionaries. And then we kind of exploded from there. Um, So we currently have... 174 independent housing units, 33 assisted living apartments, and we have a skilled nursing center of 59 beds. Wow. So what that means is we're a continuing care retirement community. So when people move to Warm Beach, when they're active and full of life, um, if their care needs change, they don't have to leave the community. They can just get that extra health care right here on campus. Uh, that's great. Okay. So I, I think in hearing the whole story, and I, uh, so we picture Washington, and I remember reading it, and uh, maybe you said this too, it's in a, on a wooded campus. Now, where does the name Warm Beach, where did that originate? <laughs> um, Warm Beach is, is a little township here um, okay. just south of Enwood. Um I'd like to say we're warm all the time, but, yeah, right. um, <laughs> um, but everywhere, everywhere else in the country right now, they're hot, so we're just warm. Um, okay, there you go. So it, it's just perfect, and we are right next door to the Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center as well, yeah. which is our big sister company, so we're both under the umbrella of the Free Methodist Church. Yeah, if you've never had an opportunity to be here before, Josh, it's, it's incredibly beautiful, scenic grounds, um, lots of pathways, lots of walking trails, um, numerous trees. We have resident eagles that live here on campus. Um, and, uh, in fact, we had a, they just had a baby that's getting ready to take flight here soon, so all the residents are enjoying watching that take place but anyway it it feels like you're living in a national park and we're located about 60 miles north of the uh, city of seattle so access in and out of this area is uh is easy to get to and access from it josh is easy because within just uh oh uh, two or three hours where we have mountains of the olympic mountains on the peninsula and the ocean and go if you go east from here there are cascades 
where um, we don't have too many re- retired people who go skiing, but their children could. Yeah, and so, uh, it, it's a beautiful place in the surrounding area as well, with water and trees and and uh, lots of fresh air. Wow! And we don't want to we don't want to leave out our Canadian friends who are about <laughs> one hour from the, uh, the border with British Columbia. Oh wow! So any direction you travel in, you're gonna you, you can kind of almost have a new experience any direction you go. Right, absolutely. That's and awesome. you know, Josh, um, folks have to be 62 to move to our senior community, and we believe that everybody has purpose in life, no matter what age, ability, or disability. So we help find that purpose, mm-hmm. and. Our residents are not sitting in rocking chairs watching life pass them by. They're just amazingly active in spreading God's word. Um, There are so many things to do here, Josh. Uh, You don't, um, I'll just tell you, you don't have to come here to think you're going to die. You come here to discover that open doors are before you that God has opened doors like he told me, I'm Kitty, um, um, and he said, behold, I have set before you an open door which no man can shut. And he has given my husband and me new things to do that we didn't even dream about. He's given us strength to do them. He's given us time to do them. He's given us people to do them with and the joy of serving the Lord as well in this place. And there are so many other kinds of things. We even have people who are learning how to make rubs and rugs and play drums. Wow. Yeah, that's something that... Same that, time. Oh, at go ahead. At the same time. Nice. We have some talented residents. Well, there you go. Well, it's uh, it's uh, that's something that um, in just look, reading some things and and the research on it, it just really stands out that is different. Um, because you know, you, you go to check out other other um, senior communities, living areas, and and you kind of look at what activities they have, and it's pretty standard. You know, it says okay, we got the uh, bingo night, and then this night's going to be a movie night, and then they have chapel on Sundays for an hour or something. And it's kind of like pretty standard, and it seems like it would be pretty boring after a while. Um, but obviously, that's not the case um, here, and, and you gave a little bit of, of, of that right then, a couple examples. But um, it, I actually, even, even to be more specific, you mentioned uh, just a moment ago the um, serving God, and I saw that... Um, um, talked about uh, actually kind of almost service opportunities, things that are going on, um, and and tell us a little bit more about that, about the the service aspect of what's going on there. Oh, oh, go ahead, Gary. Yeah, Josh, thanks for that. Um, I've been in the long-term care industry for over 30 years, and as you said, and I think you've probably done, done some research on this, if you go to any website for um, and just put in long-term care living um, or retirement living and Google it. All different communities, they, they want to do they want to do right by their residents, and they try to, to promote what, what it really means to live. And they'll, they'll talk about vibrant living and um, great food and great activities and exciting lifestyle and all those things. You, anyone you look at will tell you the same thing. Right. What really makes a difference here is that we are very much an overtly Christian community where 
we make, uh, we live that out loud. People know when they walk in our door that that's who we are and what we represent. And so the, the activities and the events and the things that go on to that is a truly a sense of community where people um, lean on each other, they depend on each other, they enjoy each other, and they do it while they are enjoying all of the opportunities they have to live. And like you, like you talked about, I think you mentioned the, the volunteer uh, aspect of what we do. We have, I think, in the last in the last year, we logged somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand volunteer hours that our residents poured into our community alone. Um, that's not even counting the undocumented hours that our residents are doing programs for the homeless. Um, they are engaged in after-school mentoring programs with the school district. Um, they are enjoying music programs. They go on outings. They go on trips. Um, it's just, it, and with the main focus being is how can we serve other people, whether or not that's serving our own residents or serving people outside of the community. So when people come here, they learn pretty quickly that we are all about um, continuing to live. Um, retirement doesn't mean sitting and um, uh, being dormant. It's quite the yeah. opposite. People who may have been dormant trying to come here, uh, they get fully engaged and involved in the surrounding community. Um, and it's, it's really wonderful to see people um, know that they can do that and uh, believe that they can have that they can make a difference in other people's lives that's the main thing yeah that's John, awesome go ahead uh, this is kitty again i um just to piggyback on on gary uh, i think that that it's exciting to know here that um the who you are as a person can be expanded here at warm beach um uh one of the things that God has given me to do is to teach a, a lady a women's Bible study, and we have between 40 and 50 women on the register, and they often mostly all come. And my husband teaches a men's Bible study, uh, which uh, is a basic part of these women's and men's lives. They tell my husband this is the best hour in the week for them. Um, and so um, we're, we're thankful that God is first and can be first in our lives. And then there are opportunities like we have a chapel here that, um, that we love to go to. And the Lord lets me sing occasionally and lead the singing here. That's a new thing for me. We didn't do that in Africa as missionaries, but we're doing it here. <laughs> and uh, it, it's been fun. And uh, uh, But... Uh, other so many other things. No matter who you are, there's there's a place. I believe firmly there's a place for everybody here with the creative talent that God has given them, and maybe they didn't even realize they had. But they but there is an opportunity here to serve, to use, to be blessed, and to bless others. And it is it is exciting thing to see see this happening and see people growing 
Yeah, that's great. I was, um, I think, uh, Kitty, you keep on um, thinking uh, the same things that I'm thinking because I was just about to ask, and you, and you almost started to answer the question already. I was going to ask of the the um, the spiritual growth opportunities in these Bible studies that you're talking about. Um, and uh, what, one thing I guess is, uh, as far as is there an actual church on the campus, or does everybody go to a church off campus? There is a Free Methodist Church about one mile up the main uh, road here. Uh, Free Methodist Church with seven or eight hundred members, so it's a, a live, uh, a thriving church. And many of the members from the community go to that church, including my wife and myself. Okay. But uh, we draw many, many young families uh, from the community as well. Wow. So is that? Uh, we also have an on-site chaplain, and who we do here at the community itself. Um, we held church services um, on Sunday mornings in, in addition to the multitude of prayer groups and study groups that happen. But, um, and that, that room is completely packed out every Sunday. And that's from people who either live here or have their families come and attend with them or visitors that happen to be here. But it is, it's seriously standing room only um, on Sunday mornings. Okay. That chaplain, that chaplain he referred to is Chaplain Ike Tim, who was a formerly a Free Methodist pastor from Wisconsin who retired out here with his wife and uh, thought he was going to retire, but he drafted him to becoming a chaplain about uh, five years ago. Wow. And uh, everybody just loves him. That's great. Well, uh, Bud, of course, you have the uh, the historical connection with all, with the music through the Light and Life Hour. And so tell me a little bit about the, the music as far as, uh, um, are we talking uh, at the gatherings, are we talking mostly hymns? Are we talking some contemporary stuff? What kind of music are, do you guys experience there? Well, Josh, I love to sing. Uh, I never did much singing until I came to Warm Beach, a senior community, eight years ago. Mm. And uh, since then, I've been uh, very active in the men's chorus. We call ourselves the Beachwood Boys. There you uh, go. <laughs> about a 35-voice uh, men's choir. I uh, also sing in the double quartet, uh, eight wow. men. that sing both in the uh, local uh, chapel here and also in the Free Methodist Church. Um, uh, we we uh, uh, also enjoy... Uh, the, the down-home kind of music. As a matter of fact, I'll embarrass him a little bit, but uh, our director, Gary, here, and I, and uh, several others, uh, pull up our guitars on a Friday or Saturday night and have a good old-fashioned hoedown doing okay. some uh, bluegrass music and country western, and we get a, a great group of people out doing a sing-along with us. Wow, so okay. We uh, love music, and uh, yes, hymns. About uh, once or twice a quarter we have a hymn sing and uh, pull out the old Free Methodist hymnals and sing the hymns that uh, we used to uh, sing in our churches. And uh, I can add, uh, this is Kitty again, um, Josh, I can add with the chapel services that we, we have an organist every week, we have a pianist every week, um, I do solo work sometimes, and as I said, lead singing sometimes, and our, our music coordinator is marvelous. She brings people from all over the community and, and uh, professional types, that, uh, and we sing hymns on Sunday morning. We sing gospel songs on Sunday morning. 
Sometimes we do choruses on Sunday morning. And even when the pianist is playing her offertory, if it's a recognizable hymn or gospel song, you can listen as the residents who are here attending, they sing with the person who plays the offertory. So it's a beautiful thing where they, everybody feels like they belong and they have a part. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like uh, all these different uh, genres of music too. Like like Bud was just telling us about it. Just it's it's awesome. Well, with that, I I I heard you guys saying early on as well. Um, just of course the the historical connection to the Free Methodist Church, and you got the Free Methodist um, uh, Church a mile down the road, and then you also have many retired Free Methodist people. So in those ways, but. The word, the phrase that comes to me is is uh, uniquely free Methodist. What are some things when you think about Warm Beach? What are what are some things that would make that make this uniquely free Methodist? You have to speak to that, bud. <laughs> well, it's uh, it is amazing. <laughs> it uh, Warm Beach because of its proximity to yeah. Seattle has attracted a number of alumni from Seattle Pacific College and Seattle Pacific University. Oh, okay. A former former president from Seattle Pacific uh, University is a resident here. I, as the uh, former chairman of the Board of Trustees at Seattle Pacific, uh, have been here eight years. We have a number of others, uh, including former professors and uh, pastors from the Free Methodist Church, chosen to spend their sunset years here at Warm Beach. And just plain students are here, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of alumni. In fact, uh, we had a, a Seattle Pacific alumni group here uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and about 40 people showed up for that of the, of the resident community. Wow. We're, we're, very, we're very thankful for our Free Methodist Heritage, and we're very grateful for the support. We, we received from the conference, um, you know, the important thing for us is that we we let people know that, that we, our faith is um, unified. Uh, number one is who we say Christ is and that we all believe that. So whether or not our residents or our staff or uh, free Methodist or Baptist or, you know, any other evangelical denomination, um, we can come together and, you know, be unified in, in what we're presenting to those around us. So, uh, which is great because we, obviously, we, we don't pretend that everybody that lives here is Christian. You know, I mean, right. there's, there are some people that are not. We have some staff that are not. Now, our mission is to make sure that we are very intentional about who we are. And so if those people are, are on campus, they benefit from that, whether or not they realize that or not. When they walk on campus, they feel the difference that when they are here, the fact that God is right in the middle of what we're doing. And so uh, for us, I mean, it's, it's, it's an outreach. You know, we are looking to uh, not only just be content in, in who we are, but, uh, you know, how many can we take with us along the way? And that's evident. I mean, last, last night alone, Josh, we had a a prayer meeting here that was uh, that Pastor Ike had set up that uh, we had at least 50 attendees, if not more. And there was something very humbling to me about, you know, poking my head up and opening my eyes during the whole thing and seeing this group of people that were not just concerned about praying for their own needs, but praying for 
uh, the Franklin Graham uh, crusades that are taking place here in the Northwest right now. I'm praying for the people that are going, who are going to be attending those, praying for world concerns and things that, um, you know, where two or more gathered is powerful, and we certainly had more than that. And, it, and it's just for me to be able to, to be in an environment where that is the culture, not just a program. It's, it's just who, who we are here. Yeah, I think it uh, for me. I just get when you're talking about all these different things, and, and we keep hearing more things. It's it goes back to that idea again of of just kind of comparing and contrasting in my mind of um, a lot of of you know senior uh, re- retirement communities um, would really come down to maintaining life. You know, it's hey, okay, well here's some things to do. You know, uh, for 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 the rest of of, of the years that you have. But really, uh, what we're talking about is not maintaining life here. We're talking about truly living um, in, in not just a physical sense even, but a, a spiritual, um, in a deeper reality, truly living, having full life. You're, you are absolutely right. And when people, as you've heard from everybody today, um, Warm Beach is truly a special place, but you're part of a bigger picture. You're part of... Um, Warm Beach, you're part of each other's family, and we're making an impact in everybody's life, but not just here, out in the community as well. And so our residents have purpose, and they're sharing their gifts and talents with each other and with visitors that come to Warm Beach. We have about 350 residents that call Warm Beach home as well as about 160 staff. So in the 14 years that I have been here, I am truly blessed to be part of their lives. And when they come to Warm Beach, we're on that journey with them, no matter where God brings them. It's really exciting and and encouraging too, Josh, is that, you know, because of... um, because we want to be able to utilize this, the gifts and skills and vision that each pe- person brings when they move in, we are excited when we see that we aren't just a geographically local move-in retirement community. It's just as it's um, just as often that we will have people move from across the United States to come and be with us because they've heard of us and they want to be part of that. You know, they're getting ready to retire and, and they say say, wow, I, I've heard of Warren Beach, who's whatever connection that would be, and, and that's where I want to go live. It's not to retire, that's where I want to go live. And we're mm-hmm. seeing more and more of that. And to me, that's that's very exciting because we know that Warren Beach senior community is making an impact outside of, you know, the Seattle area. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the companion features, I would call it, Josh, that is uh, probably better known in free Methodism than are we as a senior community, is the Warm Beach Christian Camp and Conference Center. Um, That's right next door on their own uh, 250 acres. And right now there's a uh, Pacific Northwest Conference family camp going on, started yesterday Mm. with over 500 families attending there. So they have programs throughout the year, and it's it's next door, literally walking distance, to go over and take in the programs at the Christian camp. Uh, 
you may have heard of them because they have, for 20 years now, have had the Lights of Christmas um, program, and uh, 75,000 people go through the styles during the month of December to see this beautiful display of lights. And uh, the, the Christian uh, nature of that light display uh, so that's an important part, an, right. an adjunct part of, uh, of our living environment here at the senior community. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I read a little bit about that, and that's that certainly um, adds to that excitement. And now, they, they the family camp, I'm assuming I've been to a few family camps in the Pittsburgh Conference and some other conferences. Um, and, and do they have a, a special service there every day and, and things going on at the family camp this whole week? Yes, from Wednesday through Sunday, yeah, and uh, Phyllis Sorter, who is a yeah. Free Methodist missionary in Nigeria, is speaking there this afternoon, and uh, wow, in fact, I'm going to be uh, meeting and talking with her uh, later on today. That's exciting. We just uh, talked to Phyllis Sorter last week for our last episode here on the podcast, so if you see her, when you see her, tell her that I said hi. Okay, I will. <laughs> and part of the bigger vision is that you know, we don't, like I, I alluded to a second ago, this is not an idea of being a program-driven community. This is a this is a culture-driven community where it's just we do the right thing because it's the right thing. We love on our neighbor because that's mm-hmm. who we are. Um, we share our faith because that's just integral to who each resident is and, and what we're about here. But what's on a, on a bigger scale, you know, uh, uh, Ed McDowell, who is the who is the camp director over next door, and Josh Brooks, who is the pastor up at the Free Methodist Church, and myself, we are very united in in the fact that um, we really want to see the three different um, the three different communities, the church, the camp, and the Warm Beach Senior Community, really be utilized together as a united front on how we can impact the area around us, you know, not just where we live, but the community at large. And so uh, I love every chance I get to, to, to meet up with those guys because they've got great hearts. And uh, looking at the bigger vision is, you know, how does God want to use each one of us individually here? But how does he want to use us corporately uh, to make a difference? Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's just... Um... It's just uh, um, almost overwhelming to hear all these different things. You gotta gotta almost see it for yourself to go down there. I think that would be an encouragement that I would have. I know, um, of course, uh, some people from headquarters in Indianapolis were over there uh, to to write the story, but also um, uh, just to kind of see what was going on. And I heard from some of them just uh, to be there in person to all the things that that we have time to that they had time to write about in the article. Um, you know, barely scratch the surface. Anything we could talk about, kind of, you know, as well. You you could kind of start to get a picture, but um, not get that full um, view as if you were actually there of really everything that is that is happening on that campus. Um, quite a bit. Well, and, and also as a as a nonprofit, you know, we're we're looking we're always looking for ways to make a difference, and and certainly we would uh, anybody who who would hear about us that um, would maybe catch the vision that, wow, that's some place that I'd really like to retire, or that's the place I'd really like to see my parents retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to have a conversation with them, but it, 
if that is not, you know, if, if that's not a feasible, uh, then, you know, if somebody wants to participate with us and help us financially, we are, as a nonprofit, we are always looking for opportunities to be able to um, share share what we do with other people. And so, um, Sheila, do you look like... And, and, you know, being a not-for-profit organization, we rely on gifts um, because we serve retired pastors and missionaries and Christian educators who really didn't have the savings um, to, to last um, them long enough. And our mission is to care for those people, no matter what their payer source is. Um, but donations truly help us um, in that, that mission. That mission. Well, what, what's the easiest way, if someone listening wants to donate, what's the easiest way to do that? Um, the, the best way to do that is to go to our website, um, www.warmbeach.org, and there's a donation page where people can just go on and, and uh, make a donation. And um, Scott Rossiter is our advancement director. Um, so his phone number is there so they could contact him if they so choose. Um, That's awesome. And, and then if people are interested in finding out more about Warm Beach, um, my, my contact information is on the website. And like Gary said, it's not just people from this area that are coming to Warm Beach. I have people coming from Alaska, from California, from Texas, from Indiana. And so it's very far-reaching. So where do I put my marketing dollars is a big challenge. So mm. you are helping. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as somebody listening, so so we, we also heard, of course, if somebody listening, they say whether it's their themselves as an individual or for a, a family member, they say, oh, this place would be a, a great place to get connected to. Um, that I would like to live there. What's the first step towards that? Um, really just contacting me, and um, you know, I'm happy to answer questions, send out information. And, you know, it's, I've been here 14 years. Gary's been here a year. Um, but the residents truly are the best spokespeople. So when people want to find out what life is like, I put them in contact with the residents. Um, so they can get those questions answered about what um, things are happening around here and what it's truly like to live in a wonderful Christian community. I think one of the things, uh, Josh, that um, has struck me from the very beginning when my husband and I first came up here was um, that we, we saw a friend of ours that we hadn't seen for decades since we've been overseas as missionaries, she was walking down the street, and I saw her and jumped out of Sheila's little wagon that Sheila was taking us around the community, and I just said, oh, I'm so glad to see you, and she said, oh, I haven't seen you, you know how it goes, and, yeah. and uh, it, was a, it was a joyous thing right from the beginning, and that isn't to say that there are not challenges, there always are in life, challenges of faith, but... Um, Every step of the way, God has grown my husband and me in faith since we've been living here. But it's been a joyous growth. It's been something that we can share with others. And 
one of the things that I love to see um, uh, as we walk around occasionally, you'll see a tiny group, maybe two or three people, just standing with their arms around each other, praying over something. A lady fell one time out of her little cart, and within a matter of seconds, there were people um, uh, standing on the stairs where, where their cart had fallen and just prayed for her. And, and, and it's, a, um, it's a thing where, we're, where it's like a conversation with the Lord almost all the time, mm-hmm. um, and yet we're living with our feet on the ground as well. And so we, um, we are blessed to be in a place where Christ is lifted up and our communication with him can be constant and our faith can grow no matter what he has, what is in the future for us. We can trust him because he's the one who knows it all and we give him praise. That's great. I'm trying to get them, I'm trying to, get them to adopt a tagline here, Josh, that goes something like this. We're living our faith loving each day hmm. don't believe what you've been told it can be fun to grow old <laughs> there you go <laughs> I haven't bought off on that yet yeah, I, I, was that, the first part sounded like oh yeah that, that's good then the second part yeah I don't know it might, might work um, yeah. as a marketer I, I have to <laughs> yeah well you know, I think the the older we get, our, the, the smaller our world gets, and it's truly amazing when I am showing people around Warm Beach how they realize all those connections, whether it's through church, whether it's through school, whether it's through mission fields, um, or just family, it, it's just amazing to see how everybody comes together. Mm-hmm whether they're related or not. Hmm. And I think age is just a number anyway. And so, you know, we have people that that, uh, are living much more vibrant, active lives here than people I know that are 50, 60 years old. And Josh, we are celebrating uh, uh, particularly Our Lady's Bible class, but but anybody else is is coming. Um, A lady who has turned 100 years of age just uh, a few days ago, and honestly, if you could see a picture of her, you would never believe she's 100 years years old. She is beautiful, well put together, her hair is always orderly, she's just a delightful person, her brain is working well, her ears don't work as well as she likes, but (laughs) but we make up for that, Um, and she's just one uh, of, of many that, like Gary says, that age is a number, and God has blessed her with a long life, but there are others as well that, that we can just be grateful um, that we have them here and that they um, they minister to us. They have so much to give of a life spent with Christ. That's just, it, it's, it's, again, this idea of challenging each other, um, coming together and having living this truly living in this community um, that like I said it's just almost like there's so many layers um, that you know just keep on we could keep on folding them um, 
one thing I guess I need to ask before we go is is very important, of course, but th that, which comes with any free Methodist thing, which is we have, uh, I saw they recently renovated the Eagle's View. So, of course, now I, the question has to be, how is the food? Josh, um, I have, uh, in, in our being around in the, uh, with family and visiting various um, people in, in senior uh, facilities, all I can tell you is what we have here at Warm Beach is so wonderful compared to the, I don't know what they serve in some of these places. I don't, I have no <laughs> name for what they put on our plate. I have no name for what I was tasting. I don't know what I ended up with. But here we order from a menu. We have a cook, uh, a, no, he's not a cook, he's a chef. Yes. Um, who, a bona fide chef. And he has, uh, he's creative. He, uh, he works with, with food healthy for seniors, and yet it's not boring. Every week or two we have uh, some changes in the, that we can, uh, some specials that he puts on. Our, uh, we think our, our food here is exceptional, and I have had uh, brought friends here, and they think so too. What's great about our, my, my team that's here is that to a person, all my management staff, that they all get excited about pushing the envelope to try and continue to make things better here. And one great example of that is uh, my dietary manager, uh, Mark McAuliffe, who has just, uh, he gets excited about new things and how he can delight the residents. We had a, we had a, uh, a crab feed um, a couple weeks ago with a musical entertainment with outside event. Um, he's always trying to to find new ways to, uh, and he comes from the restaurant industry, and so mm. he he brings that expertise to what we're doing here. And so, yeah, that I cannot speak highly enough about uh, my managers in general. But if you're going to talk about food specifically, Mark's the man. Well, <laughs> again, not something that you normally hear of having uh, this chef. You just say, oh, they, they got some frozen stuff and put it in the, in the oven or something. So it's, it's just above and beyond once again in even the area of food. So I think that's a, another thing. Are, are you, now you're allowed to have guests come in and, and eat there. If somebody comes, can they eat in the dining hall? Yeah, really, it, it's a restaurant. I mean, so oh, awesome. people from the community actually could come in, but we sort of keep it a secret because we, we want to make sure that our residents, uh, that there's always a... a room at the table for our residents yeah so it's it's absolutely restaurant quality dining um we have residents that live here who have told me that they've you know lived all around the world and enjoyed food from fine restaurants around the world and they don't find they they would choose our food here at what we call the eagles view restaurant um they would choose that over anywhere else wow well, that, that just shows me another reason I need to get out there and see it for myself and, and taste it. So. We'll buy you a free lunch, Josh. Oh, there you go. Okay, i got to get out there really soon then. <laughs> Let you order anything from the menu that you want. All right, sounds good. I don't want, I don't want to uh, uh, make this longer than necessary. One thing I wish that we'd had a chance to talk about was the uh, uh, our, our proximity to nature out here. Mm. Um, I'm probably the nature nut on the campus, but uh, I like nothing better than taking newcomers in my car uh, within three to five miles of here, 
some 50,000 white snow geese spend the winter. And add to that some 2,000 trumpeter swans. And they're just in the farm fields, and you can pull up alongside of them and watch them and hear them. And it, it's a beautiful uh, uh, bracing up against nature. So uh, wow. we've got that. Plus we've got the eagles that were mentioned, and uh, deer was in my backyard uh, earlier this week eating on my apple tree. So uh, we live right next door to nature out here. That is that's awesome. It's just a I can imagine the views and and the things, and of course, even not just on campus, but we're t we were talking earlier about just driving in any direction. You go to the, the the water, and then you go the other way. You're going to the mountains. You're going as <laughs> you go up to Canada. So it's it's certainly a, a good place to be for many different reasons. Um, one of them being that location, but certainly sounds um, I, I, that like many people. Um, are, are not even realizing that they're missing out on uh, this opportunity and hopefully uh, continue to spread the word and, and those people who need it the most uh, can make their way there. Um, just, a, just a quick end uh, to, the, to Bud's nature comment. Um, uh, I think it was mentioned a little bit before that there are plenty of places to walk around here. And one of the, the uh, things that uh, my husband does Every Wednesday morning, he and two or three or four men uh, walk from uh, our community here down to the Puget Sound area and walk out on the dike. Takes it's, it's a couple of hours walk and, and a couple of miles. And they do this routinely every week um, to get some of their exercise in. And so they're, they're out actually... Um, viewing uh, the beauty that we have in a mm. quiet way that is unique to uh, many, many places in this world. It's rare that you can get off and be just quiet. And um, and the men enjoy that together. Yeah. And, and they, as you heard, there's many opportunities to get out and explore all that God created. Amen. Right yeah, here right at Warren Beach. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say that kind of uh, loops back around again to that idea of I mean, even just that exercise, even that cre uh, seeing creation, you know, then goes back to the spiritual of, of worshiping him, even in those walks, even in those um, exercise type things that uh, even not only are the people and the and the events and the things that are happening really um, reaching out or having that outreach aspect, but even even the creation itself there can, can have that outreach aspect to it, to people that, that need it. Um, but... I want to thank all of you guys for uh, coming on, and uh, it's just great to uh, spend this time. And hopefully, um, sometime we we'll all get out there and, uh, and and see some of you in person. So. Awesome. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, thank you again. Let us know if there's any updates or any cool things over there, and we'll be sure to pass along the news on the, on the uh, podcast.